Welcome to the Weekly Hijack. Hello, folks. We're ready for another episode of, well, hopefully you're ready for another episode of The Prisoner, episode 12. Yes, yes. Uh, the broadcast order. Which is? A change of mind. All right, so this is, I guess, summary. We can do a summary on this one decently. I think so. This one, there's uh, a lot of talk about how number six is unmutual. He doesn't fit into society. He's constantly rebelling, not following rules, you know, normal number six stuff. Not being part of the community, man. Yeah, come on. And um, he gets ostracized by some committee, <laughs> and uh, they talk about him. Number two warns him, it's like, you know, you, you can't, if, if the committee rules against you, they they could ostracize you, and uh, which they start doing, and decided he needs to go through some sort of social re-education. Uh, so, uh, instant, instant social conversion. Yes, instant social conversion. Which is basically some sort of like lobotomy, kind of. Yes, at least they hint that that's what they're doing. They they go through this elaborate broadcast of they, the mob catches number six and acts like they're putting him through this lobotomy thing. But we find out later that it's kind of a ruse. Mm-hmm. Like the, they give him a little scar on his forehead and they were, he has the effects of. I mean, they've drugged him, so it has some of the similar effects to con him into understand to believing it. Right, right. Con him into, and this early part of the episode is like, wow, this has gotten a lot darker. Like, yeah, because you never know. Like at some point, are they just gonna abandon uh, their? I old... thought. I thought maybe they had. They had just done it. I, d- I didn't know with this show. Yeah, like like are they gonna abandon their idea of like not actually wanting to hurt him, but get him on our side anyway? Or are they just gonna straight up? Yeah brainwash him not quite <laughs> although yeah it really did feel like for a little while it's like oh, it, it was super serious yes uh, you know well go ahead and finish summary okay yeah finish summary uh, anyway so he, he does catch that the nurse or scientist lady who's kind of watching over him is about to drug him so he manages to divert her attention and gets rid of the drugged tea yep. or whatever and starts kind of exploring and he winds up later drugging her instead yep it's because he switches teacups because number number two is watching him on the thing he's like i'm not sure he's he's fully he's fully done yet let's go give him another dose of drug yeah. and when she does that then that's when he switches the teacups on her and she gets drugged instead he still is a little uncertain of himself but it's when he gets involved in the fight with the same two guys that had gotten in a fight with him earlier yeah. it kind of reawakens like no, I can be aggressive. Well, and it, at first I'm like, why is he taking so long to snap out of it once we figured out it was fake? But they mentioned they had to give him some of that medicine during the operation as well. To knock him out. So so yeah. there was some of it already. I mean, he was still out of it. Yeah. And there's probably some placebo effect going on, too. Certainly some placebo. He, yeah. he he had taken off the Band-Aid and see, okay, wait, did anything actually happen? No, yeah. there is there is a scar there. Okay. Yep. Um, but it was just a flesh wound. Uh, <laughs> So, and then after that, he hypnotizes the scientist, this <laughs> yes, drugged up does. scientist lady. Yes, watching everything. Uh-huh. To find out, okay, wh- what did you do to me? And he gets the whole story uh, after he had hypnotized her. And then he gives her some sort of instruction. And basically, uh, then he goes to number two and says, oh, I'm so thankful. I- I'm a reformed. I'm part of the society. I don't know why I was struggling for so long. I like to tell you all what you want to know, but I like to do it in front of everyone so that, uh, so that uh, it can inspire others to be like me. And instead, while he's out there, his hypnotized accomplice basically says, number two is, is uh, unmutual. Unmutual needs to do the social. Or unmutual friend. So, and six the mob on on uh, on the current number two. Another number two bites the dust. See, here's the thing: number six has been around the, longer than any number two, mm-hmm. and that pays them off well because 
the number twos always think they got a new, but he's just a new angle. Yeah, he just he's an individual. Yeah, I mean, I'm a little afraid after this episode now that like the end of this result is going to be what I said, where they they just kind of give up on mm-hmm. on converting him without hurting him and just go with the brute force method of basically making him brain dead. I just yeah, like I like he, he doesn't have enough. You know, he's fallen to mob mentality, mob stuff before. If everyone did turn against him, there would be nothing he could really do about no. it. Yeah, it's hard to know how this show's going to end well or not. I could see it going either way. It could yeah. either be like, because some of these middle ones, like, he gets the upper hand, but there's always a sense that, like, but is there, a, is there an escape out of this thing? And mm-hmm. is, is this show set up for that? And yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. I mean, the whole stuff with mob mentality here is one of the things that makes this episode feel a bit darker than some of the more recent ones. And just the conform, make sure you're, yeah, that, that sort of, like, fit in. Do yeah. think like everyone else thinks. I mean, because we see so much of that online nowadays. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> We had that during the pandemic for one reason or another. You know what I mean? People on both sides, left or right, yeah, will, yeah, will yeah. go into this sort of herd mentality. And, and, it, and it's interesting. I don't know if it's true, but, you know, number two claims at least the committee was separate from him. Yeah. And I think that was partly true. It could be. I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I think he still can meddle with whatever he wants to meddle in. Yeah. But I think it's a I think it's a semi-autonomous body. We've seen enough about the village at this point. You know, there are multiple social dynamics going on. Mm-hmm. There are the people who are actually in charge. There are the prisoners who have completely drunk the Kool-Aid and yep. are completely on board. And then there's a small minority of people who are still actively fighting. But usually not near as um, overtly as number six. Number six is right. like, I don't even care. Yeah. No, He's like, I'm privileged and I can get away with that. Yeah, almost no one is as overt about it as number six and is. I think because he has, a, he has a special spot in some ways. Yeah, yeah. Early on, I, w- I was almost like, is this, okay, how consistent is this with some recent episodes we've seen where there's more prisoners who are not wanting to be there or feeling very cowed. Mm-hmm. But we've seen some of this, like, the people who have completely drunk the Kool-Aid, that are, are completely, like, conform, conform. And then even if you haven't drunk the Kool-Aid, a lot of people still, like, look, keep your head down, let's let's blame someone else. I mean, yeah, sometimes you yeah. just go along with it because it's easier. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Boy, that's a aversion therapy room. It kind of was giving me vibes of room 23. Almost. Oh, yeah. And then I'm not even sure why I was there, but it's like that... It, they were training people to hate the white bubble. Uh-huh. Yeah, and, and, and love number two. Love number two. And Oh, and, and hate being unmutual. Uh, yep. Very kind of like, yeah, brainwashing through visual sort of stuff. At least that's what we assume. I assume that guy was on drugs, too. It yeah. seems to be go along and, with that And stuff. they did, I mean, they obviously did the, the operation of some people. Like that one oh. guy was, I think he was legitimately. Oh, you think so? No, well, you could be right. I think so. I think, I think it was a yeah, legitimate thing. See, I, I wasn't sure about that because at this point, I'm already kind of like, okay, well, the bottomizing, you're getting the effect that you want. Why, why like, not do that if that's what you could do? Mm. I mean, like, yeah, they've been talking about not wanting to hurt him. They wanted to convert him a natural way. But, like, but why? I mean, unless there's something about him that... That's true. Well, I guess we don't... There could be something we don't know about. They need full... They, they want him to be an agent for them. I, I don't know. I mean, it's it's very fuzzy. I mean, we've talked before how, like, the people that work for this village, they don't seem to be completely brain dead, or at least quite as off as that one guy we saw yeah, was off. Yeah, and they're, and they're not, they're not um, submissive. They've learned to play within rules for their own benefit. Yeah. 
in many ways, they've just said, okay, fine, if we've got to play a game and i got to be, quote-unquote, prisoner, at mm-hmm. least they can get something out of it. Yeah. But, like, I mean, the whole idea of, like, we're completely re- removing your aggressive mm-hmm. tendencies or anything like that. I don't know. I, I can't decide if... Yeah, that one guy just seemed like he was kind of loopy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, but it could just be power of suggestion and power of it could, it could drugs. Too, yeah. Just because they were... Because they kept talking about, well, we don't want him to suspect anything. They, they don't want him to suspect that they didn't actually do this yeah. to him. Um, Good question. Yeah, I don't know. It just makes me wonder, is it one of those things where, like, they are trying to make themselves seem more powerful than they actually are. Well, because, because it is interesting, and I think this is one of the more fascinating things. I don't know if it's on purpose or not, but we've seen enough of the back end that, yeah, the people in charge are not all powerful, and they're mm-hmm. they're using the lies as almost more... They don't always have the tools. I mean, some of the scientists people think they have all the tools, but it doesn't always work. Yeah. And, like, the, you know, the computers can't predict things perfectly. And yeah. There's and, a lot of... There's a lot of this kind of... And it's just an interesting subtext, uh, or sub-theme, I guess, of like, there's a lot of weaknesses or holes in this apparently totalitarian regime. Yeah. And I don't know that the show is completely ironclad in incongruities. No. Because, for instance, I was thinking about this even last episode, but you could apply this one. You know, we had that one episode where they hijacked a camera and to, to take some equipment yeah. out of it. But there also must be some cameras that are more subtle because they always have shots from of number six in his apartment. Yeah. But we've never seen a, yeah. a, one of those big cameras in there. Well, and then, like, sometimes they're like, where is number six? Like, last episode, they were like, they could track him on a map and yeah. see everything. And this time they're like, where's this? Where's 86? Where's. Yeah. So it's. I mean, what we've seen also, the camera is not as omniscient as yeah. we're led to believe, but different episodes seem to have different levels of. Control. A control. Yeah. I mean, I do wonder if part of that is when they're very focused on, okay, we're doing this very specific experiment. We're not going to let them out of our sight until this experiment is done. Yeah. Whereas other times, it's like they're juggling multiple balls. And I mean, that's can't. the thing. There's a lot of other things theoretically going on. Yeah. I mean, we only see number six, but who knows what other... Yeah, maybe they're... Just experiments and wanderings and, I mean... Yeah, I don't know. It, you could call it, it's like, oh, they're being inconsistent or they're, eh, we could read certain things. I don't know. It's one of those shows that is like, you can read a lot behind the... A lot of subtext into it. Which is why it's, I think it's called classic because they yeah. just, it just... It lends itself to reading themes and, and just explanations into it. Yeah. And it does... It is because of the episodic nature. It is very... I mean... There is certainly progression, like we've mentioned before, but there is also mo- almost this like uh, mosaic style, like yeah, like it. The inconsistencies aren't so big to call follow on, but they, they're almost like layers of different snapshots of. Mm-hmm. It's almost like they change it a little bit here or there to match the theme or the the effect the, the, uh, the effect than trying to stay strictly realistic yeah yeah like this is more like this is the effect that we want this story this episode to have rather than keep it all consistent and, and, and all the time it, and it seems like with this show like i don't call foul on that because it just seems like the style and the the atmosphere lends itself to that mm, yeah. you know like the fact that it doesn't line up exactly doesn't it just seems kind of part and parcel of the village i guess yeah I don't, but, maybe that's just my reading of it but it just seems like this sort of show has created itself in such a way as to be okay with that. Well, I mean, the fact that everyone has these wacky outfits and it certainly adds itself to the dreamlike quality. Yeah. Of it. If this was a more strictly realistic dystopia, everyone would probably be in like monochromatic suits and outfits and things like yeah, that. Yeah, the, the trippiness, again, it's pretty been low key generally, but just, 
yeah, it just lends itself to this sort of like kind of has this dreamlike quality mm-hmm. almost to it, which I think helps in this case, not hurts. Yeah, in most episodes. But yes, as far as the ordering, this is number twelve in broadcast order. The fans place this anywhere from number nine to number thirteen. It is right around here. So yeah, it's it's right around here somewhere. <laughs> Interesting. I, like actually, none of these fan orderings actually put it at number twelve. <laughs> but still, there's like two eleven, three elevens. But it's not really that important. It seemed like the early ones were the were like the first seven or so were the most variable so far. And then lately, it's kind of you can tell that they've got in the rhythm of yeah. Well, and then it makes sense. Like they've had like locations that will be one and then the next. It seems like there's yeah. this sort of continuity in some mm-hmm. ways. Like we had, we saw him working out in these uh, kind of a ropes course out. Which I know he must just made up for himself. I mean, he gets a lot of possibly. Yeah, but. The other, uh, you know, we, we have this rotating cast number two. The other thing that is consistent, though, is that same observer guy, that same bald guy mm-hmm. that we saw get dismissed at one point, but it's still there. Or maybe that happened. It's supposed to have happened later. And the butler. The butler is very interesting lately. Like, it's very strange. The episode ends with a shot of the butler walking down the street with a black and white umbrella. Almost like funeral... You know, like, didn't he have that one time when they had the funeral for someone? But it was just, Maybe. I know, but just, yeah, it was it was interesting. You know, suddenly, like, he's one of the few consistent people. Yeah, it, it almost had this ad, this atmosphere of, you know, everyone else has brightly colored umbrellas, and he has this very, it's still striped, but it's still, yeah. like, black and white, like, he's the undertaker or something, mm-hmm, the, like, mm-hmm. following up this number two's demise. Yeah. I don't know. How many number twos does six help move along? <laughs> At least three or four. I mean, the only ones that did very well with him were early on before he got the hang of things. Yeah, when he was he was more focused on trying to escape than like that to, one that beat him to pieces. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, it, it's a curious show. Yeah, it, it definitely feels like the rules of this are: if number six is trying to escape, he fails. If number two is trying to break number six, he fails. Yep. or she fails. <laughs> and then kind of a middle area of just like them kind of working on each other. Like, there's just this constant mm-hmm. can mouse on both sides. Yeah. And it's kind of fun. Just, I mean, number six is, he's fun to root for because... He is. Everyone else is either against him or ambivalent largely. Mm-hmm. The, or they don't want to touch him. I mean, I think, I mean, the village, probably some of them just like, they're just, he's causing lots of waves. I can see why they want him on mutual. Just be like... He is a troublemaker. He just, like, a lot of them are just like, I'm just trying to get out of this. I just want to make my deal or my... Mm-hmm. Whatever I need to do to have a good life if I'm going to sit, be here. And he just refuses. <laughs> I mean, I was wondering for a little bit, like, if they had completely ostracized him, like, turned off his, like, his phone wasn't working yeah. at some point. Like, if they had turned off, like, his water and electricity, would he have just, like, gone off and lived in the woods for a while? Like, probably. Off? There was that one shot where he's, like, looking up at a flock of ducks, basically, yeah, all yeah. kind of congregating together. And it's like... Okay, is it sort of saying something about, like, you know, being completely alone, ostracized from everyone would be a very rough thing to endure. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I feel like number six would be like, okay, well, just forget all the social nonsense. I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll just go be off on my own then. Oh, man, the social the social meeting at the beginning where, like, the guy comes out and just, rep- like, you have to confess. We'll tell you what to say. <laughs> Which is exactly like, I mean, I read Gulag Archipelago by Solzhenitsyn about the Gulag, mm. and like, yeah, they'll just, you know, you just, you sign your name or whatever they tell you to sign your name to eventually when they break you. Yeah. 
again, feels kind of similar to the way some people like put social pressure on uh, companies or you have to apologize. Say you're sorry for this right now. Yep. Yep. And then the, the, the poet lady who completely conformed, mm. like you're a poor, poor, poet, you shouldn't, you know, be, I guess that's the signal of a rebel <laughs> or a free thinker, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It was interesting. It was, um, which hints, this is a longer hijack than we've had for a little bit. <laughs> oh, whoops. Sorry guys. Yeah. No, no, no. Sorry. <laughs> Anything we were missing? No. All right. I'm sure there is, but uh, <laughs> again, uh, the ladies aren't here in the room to give their opinion. So that will have to do. Uh, be sure to uh, stay subscribed. We are 12 episodes in. There's five episodes left. Oh, of only the five left. Okay. Yeah. Crazy. Until next time. This is Tim. This is Nick. Bye-bye. Be seeing you.